Welcome to Stanhope Rocks, Life After 60. This podcast brings you stories, interviews, and discussions to help you navigate what might be the happiest and most transformative time of your life. Here we debunk some of the myths about relationships, aging, money, and health, and we dive deep into the mysteries of life. This is such a unique time of rewards, challenges, and opportunities. Please join me to rock life after 60. Ready? Welcome to my podcast number 12. And today we have a, um, a special guest, uh, my wife, MP, and we are uh, talking about the quarantine. We're talking about what we're going through as a couple. Uh, we're talking about, uh, maybe we're going to touch on a couple subjects, which I had talked about in my previous podcast, about aging and relationships and a combination of those two. I also introduced you last week a little bit to MP, but I'm going to give her the mic in just a second to talk and introduce herself, and then we'll engage in a conversation. A few years back, we did a uh, blog, and we called it Double Wind. And what we did was we took a subject each week, and we took that subject, and she wrote a blog about it, and I wrote a blog about it, all without any conversation about what each other was going to write about. Then we brought them together, and it was very interesting to see her take and my take on one subject. And that's the format that we're using a little bit here, and that this is not prepared. This is not something that we have gotten together and said, okay, you say this, I say this. We're going to bring a topic together and let you witness and be part of our conversation as a couple. So I want to introduce my beautiful wife, MP. Hi, everybody. Um, so I am Marie-Pierre. That's my name, the way it should be pronounced, but it's difficult. So I go by MP. I was born in France, in Dunkirk, France. Um, came to the United States as a student. Met Stan after divorcing my first husband. And so we've been together since 2003. Yeah, 17 yeah. years. Oh, my God. Um, and uh, we moved in together after our children all went to college. And that was 2010. Correct. Uh, so we've been in this house for 10 years, and uh, I think Stan is the love of my life. So you want to get started? Absolutely. All right. So here we are. We're in April 2020. We have been quarantined for... Five weeks. Five weeks. <laughs> and um, we're... we're in this very weird and crazy space and time and everybody's talking about it because it's going to shape i feel everybody's life it's shaping our life so today what has changed in our life well first of all we made some decisions when we came together and one of which was marie pierce mp's daughter is uh, staying with us and was going to stay with us to help find a job and then all of this hit and she became our roommate and it's been a godsend and it's also been a challenge for all of us as there's three of us which gives us a little bit of variety but it also gives us a, 
opportunity to look at our habits and um, what we do. Yeah, I think the other thing is uh, I had uh, my job was winding down right before the quarantine, and that had been in the works for some time. And uh, we were wondering what it would be like to be together, because for many years uh, you worked at home and I worked outside the home, so uh, we both had times and kind of like spheres of influence they were different. There was yours and there was mine, and we met evenings and weekends. And then we were anxious, even before the quarantine, about what it was gonna look like for us to be together, which I think is true for a lot of couples out there. And then suddenly, boom, here we are. Well, and also to bring the listeners up to date, uh, MP had made a choice to take some time off, year, year and a half, save the money, and we were, this was all gonna unfold. Uh, and so this happened right before the quarantine and, and the uh, COVID-19 came into existence. So when this happened, she was not working. So that was kind of set up the whole. I was winding down, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I think that has been the biggest change. In the first few weeks right before the lockdown, we were trying to find our way with that. And um, and I was spending some time out of the house, like going to a museum, the library. I needed my time away. You did too. And then suddenly, nothing. You know, like now we are in the house together. We are. And in, in, in Myers-Briggs language, um, we're both uh, introverts, although she thinks I'm uh, more of a extroverted introvert which is probably true as they say yeah. in Mars Briggs I'm a gregarious introvert a talker yes yeah, a talker <laughs> so we have uh, actually navigated this pretty well because what Marie does extremely well is prepare yeah and and so early on um, she went to France to visit her parents with Isabel and they came back before all this hit, but she had a gut that this was coming down the pipe because we had seen this happen in Italy and starting to happen in France. And so we started to prepare, and thank God we did. Yeah, we did. We, we have a few things. I think, too, the fact that the situation is unfolding in Europe about two weeks ahead of where we are, it kind of gives me a glimpse of things to come. Yeah. Um, although I think sometimes here it's like, it feels like speaking in the desert because American people are not really aware of what's going on in Europe um, to the level that I am because I, I listen to the news every day. I read the paper. I talk to my parents. Her parents uh, live still live in southern France right now. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, I mean, that's kind of the life of the immigrant anyway. You always have, like, a different point of view. So, so when this started, I was really scared. And I was scared for us, and I was scared for my daughters, and I was scared for her children, and everybody was scattered, and we were trying to make sense of what this was going to mean, what does a stay-at-home mean. Um, and first of all, MP got sick, and we thought, oh my God, she had body aches, and long story short, uh, her daughter arranged to get a drive-by testing tested negative for COVID-19. That's how we started the whole process. So jumpy would be an understatement for the way I felt. 
And um, we were prepared either way. And we didn't know. And at first, it, I felt like I was holding my breath yeah. a little bit. And here we are into it five weeks. And actually, I checked in with my men's group last night that had some guilt about actually feeling pretty good. And we've actually created some, some habits and some um, ways of life. So let's take a few minutes and talk about that. Why don't you share with us and the people listening here, MP, what have been some of the ahas, the challenges, um, you know, a little bit about what you've gone through since the time where all of a sudden you woke up and you were achy. Yeah. So I was in France in February, which now we've learned the, the virus was definitely circulating in February. I was extremely nervous going there. I went for a family reunion. It was my mom's 80th birthday. Um, I felt like I had to go um, because I only see my parents twice a year. So uh, I, I went, but I was extremely nervous. Um, some of the towns that we went through Actually, uh, even though they were small towns, my daughter and I took a, a trip, and um, we went by Bonn, which is a beautiful small town, and there was an infection there, like shortly after we'd been there. So um, I was extremely nervous, made it in and out of France uh, pretty quickly, um, and then things exploded. Um, the situation in France is, is very harsh, my parents, both in their 80s, are completely in isolation. They're not allowed to leave their town. They have to carry paperwork with them whenever they leave the house. They cannot be gone for more than one hour. They can be stopped by the police. They can be fined, uh, which would be big for them. I think the biggest thing is I always thought if anything happened to them, I'm, I'm going to be able to go fly and see them, and that's not the case. So what we're doing is a daily phone call. Uh, which is great, and they're uh, learning how to use Zoom. Weekly Zoom. Yeah, weekly Zoom. My parents are educated, so um, they're making their way through computer skills, um, so they're better than most, but still the isolation is really harsh for them. And then here, then I got sick, and I thought, oh, shoot, it could be the virus because I was literally in Paris at the time. Uh, that it was circulating, and uh, I think it was more scary for you and Isabel than it was for for me. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. no, I, 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 it, that definitely, it, it's one of those events where that's the slap in the face, like oh hell, <laughs> you know this is real, and uh, um, um, and the hearing about you had to do the drive-through where they did the swab of your nose and right. and and and. For fortunately for us, this was before any of the mass hits, and yeah. so far in, in Texas, uh, it's been lighter than some of the other states. Well, at the time, it was. Yeah. Um, and just to explain, I have a coexisting condition, so uh, you know whether or not I was positive would have meant I would have been treated differently. Right, so asthma. We we yeah, needed to lung know. Disease, yeah. Um, and then now, like it's strange. Um. I'm doing a whole lot more housework than I've ever done in my life. Um, I'm the designated cook, so I do a lot of cooking, um, which is something that's traditional in France. And I always thought, oh, when I come to the States, I'm not going to do what my mother and grandmother did and cook every day. But I am cooking every day, and I can't help myself. 
like you have to cook things a certain way. So um, there's a little bit of cultural differences there that I think it's something we struggle with sometimes as a team. Yeah. Well, and also too, with Isabel being here, she's younger and she has certain dietary likes and, and that change and differ from us and from me. And so we each have our own little, you know, what yeah. we would like. And um, for me, when I get scared, I don't eat very well uh, or the amounts of it. And um, different people, you know, I've seen a lot of people who've gained weight and, um, you know, actually I've lost weight, which has been an interesting piece and and use the structure to take a walk every morning and and with the sound healing frequencies that I've worked with and listen to my affirmations and breathing in the morning and setting up a little structure has helped me create a, a, a feeling of a, I know it's a new normal and for me if I can have that structure then I can start opening my eyes to okay what is this going to mean where am I going to go and the fear slowly started subsiding as we started getting, we went to the grocery store, we put, you know, we read the articles about how to clean the groceries. I've never cleaned groceries before. Um, I called one of my friends who's a germaphobe and he was like, dude, I do this all the time, <laughs> you know? And so I'm, I'm like, wow. And so this whole piece of how we, everything in our life, is being looked at our neighbor we were just yelling across the street to her and she has two young kids she goes i never signed up to be a teacher and I, uh and so i don't think a lot of people signed up for a lot of this uh piece here yeah and we are three adults in the house yeah uh so i think as a couple uh i think the complexities right first we're a couple uh second uh stan is the stepfather uh, to Isabel, no, so not her father. For her, she's an adult, but she's also an adult child, um, you know, which changes the, the relationship. We all have our own likes and dislikes. We've all developed our own way of, of life prior to this event. Um, and suddenly we're in this little soup together. So um, Week five, I think we've started to gel a little bit as a team. I mean, we, we have these fun things, like we, we have water cooler uh, meetings. <laughs> we have... Um, team, we call ourselves quarantine, quarantine 729. Right, team 729 from the number of our street. But um, so we, we do these things. We all bring gifts, I think, to the team. Um, Isabel, Isabel is a millennial. She is very involved in the community life here in in Houston. So she has a great deal of information. Yeah. Um, and access to And access lot. to things, so that's been helpful. Because she's a millennial, uh, there are aspects of technology, uh, even though both Stan and I are, are very proficient, but she has aspects, or she brings aspects of technology that are very helpful. Um, I, I think I'm the, I'm the preparer, I'm the cook. Uh, I, I tend to be a, a glass half empty person, so I'm the one who will tamper uh, things sometimes. I'm a half full. Yeah, he's it, <laughs> half full. It just. Uh... I believe in things like stress can cause problems. I believe in all kinds of interesting uh, pieces and positivity. And um, you know, it's funny we when we learn. I've never heard of Zoom before this, and. 
and Isabel calls us boomers. And I'd say, I'm not a boomer, I'm a Zoomer now. Yeah. <laughs> and we've learned Zoom, but we've had to negotiate. Okay, who's going to, she's got, she has her groups of friends. And when she's on Zoom, because we have one account, um, then we, you know, we alternate back and forth and we check each other's schedules. And, and so far we've been able to we've work around it that. and honor that. I think too, I mean, as adults, like we need to maintain contacts with other adults, yeah. which we've all three of us done. Like we've maintained contact with groups of people that don't intersect with the others. And I think that's super important that we need to find our individuality in a situation where, you know, we spend a whole lot more time uh, as a group, basically. And so uh, for me as an introvert, I've been craving solitude. I think uh, both you and Isabel have had, you know, I mean, geographically in the house, we've also like determined little turfs. You know, there were like tiny turfs battles uh, early on, but I think that now everybody knows kind of the what the geography of the house is. Yeah. And 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 some days we have uh, good days and not good days. And being that I'm Stan and very codependent, if Marie is having a bad day, I immediately go into high gear to make her day better, or Isabel, or, and we've learned to respect that space uh, and may have a down day. And we've all had a day where we just didn't really feel like messing or talking to anybody, including the people around here. We'll show up for meals and, and let it be, and I'll go bury myself in my room or go put my headphones on or go to my studio or whatever the case may be. And I think we've, you know, we've hit these, these walls and uh, had a few little collisions along the way. And I think that the gift that MP and I have is that we met doing what I call men's work and women's work as far as emotional development work. And so we've got a good toolbox that we've referred to. And, and that's what I work with my kids is to stay connected. Um, because it is a very trying time. And for people who've worked their whole life and all of a sudden they're home every day, this is stressful. This is stre and this is not going away tomorrow. And this is, we're going to be, this is a new normal and this is how we're dealing with it and all that is involved and how do we keep our stuff together? I know. I, I think too, the, sometimes the lack of purpose um, is difficult to deal with. One of the rituals that we have is Wednesday. So Wednesday, we used to have a housekeeper who, who comes. So now she, she's on, on leave. And, uh, and so we've taken on those duties, and we are, like, bloody excited about Wednesday. <laughs> and, like, we wake up, and we're like, it's cleaning day. Yeah. It's so exciting. I never thought I would look forward to cleaning the house. But we do. We're like, suddenly there's something specific to do every Wednesday, and we're just excited about it. Well, that was our first, that was my first clue that, okay, I need to get something that I can look forward to each day. And my kids, I was sharing with them, I would type little nice uh, text every morning to have a great day, take care of yourself, I love you. And pretty soon, my son-in-law, Andy says, you know, that sounds like that game. They're on the Oregon Trail. You know, they're bartering bread for mask or, or for Scotch Guard so that we can make this seat, you know, waterproof or whatever the case. So we started bartering 
and Isabel has been a savior and she would go out and put her mask on and, and go social distance and get some key piece that we needed. And then Marie Pierre makes great sourdough bread. It's been making loaves of bread almost every day since we've been doing this. And so we barter with it. And so we feel like back in the day when there was no money, there was just bartering and trading. And so we now check in from the Oregon Trail, and every morning I write my kids this text, you know, checking in from the Oregon Trail, and they just love it, and it's one way that we can stay connected, and they can feel, and we can feel that we're not alone. Yeah, I think that's been a big uh, thing, too, for me, is realizing how much of my energy was spent buying things and shopping for things. Um, anything from, you know, we used to have a daily cup of coffee, sometimes twice daily, um, could go into the store and buy whatever we wanted. And now, I mean, even though, I mean, we have a little bit more money saved up so we, we can afford things. So at least we are privileged in that way, very privileged, but because we're so fearful, we're not going to. Yeah. So... There's this thing in France uh, that was developed, I think, during World War II called System D. And System D meant, you know, when A, B, and C don't work, you go to System D. Like, that's your fourth option, uh, which involved, you know, bartering, repairing, making do, basically, System D. And I think we've gone into that mode. Yeah. Uh, within five weeks, it's amazing how we've stopped We've gone from, oh, I've got everything I want on my fingertips to, wait, do I really need this? If I really need this, where can I find it? Uh, it's been like a huge shift. I never in my life have paid so much attention to how much toilet paper I use. <laughs> <laughs> On a daily basis, all of a sudden, it's kind of like every little square is important. And it's and we've been, we were fortunate. We got a little bit before everything happened, and, and we have it. Yet I can see that you know it's 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 something that we that's the way we're looking at everything, whether it be paper towels, whatever, is the waste uh, that goes on because we're just we got too many things going on in a day. I know. And you know, I only beg that bride once a, once a week, not every day. It feels like every day, I know. but because well, it's, it's the more same. Than once, I mean, it's more than once a, a week. No, it's about every five days, five six days. Uh, but, it's more like about every two or three. But there too, there's an awareness. Yeah, you know, it's like do do we do, like yesterday? Isabel wanted some bread, and I'm like, hey, I'm not going to bake until Tuesday. Uh, and she thought, oh, wait, like maybe I don't want that snack right now. Maybe we'll wait. And so it's just small things like that. Yeah, it has been. And we have had the, uh, uh, we've had a lot of different challenges and we've had a lot of different gifts that have come out of this. The gift for me is I'm going, I'm 63 years old, MP is 57. And we're coming into this latter part of our life together. And neither one of us knew what it would look like when she took time off. And, and we'll probably go back and do some kind of work at some level because there's many needs that she has and there's needs that I have. And we realize this is temporary and it's also a permanent new normal. So as we, we're going to do a few more of these podcasts, we're going to wrap this one up here in a few minutes, and we're going to do some more of them and take specific topics like aging, 
or health or our relationship. And we've just kind of introduced you today to us as a couple. And we want you to know that, that we work very diligently at this. And it's not always great and it's not always fun. Yet, I wouldn't trade my relationship with MP for anything. And she has taught me and I'm a better man because of it and I'm learning. And I have learned my daughters, this is the first time in my life that I don't, I can't hug my daughter. Well, I'm making a choice not to hug my daughters and she's making a choice not to hug her son who is not living with us. Now, Isabel, she's free game. She's on our team. Yeah, so we yeah get, she's the only one getting the <laughs> we hugs. All, right we now. get our hugs between the three of us. Yet, you know, I'm starving for that. And I, and I, and I find myself dreaming and thinking about that and, and how much I took for granted that I could do things, go to a music show, go things. So all of a sudden, everything in my life is, I'm looking at going, wait a minute. Wow, I can't do that right now. So it has a new meaning for me. And it also has an, a meaning of saying, is this something I want? Like you were talking about consumerism. Just do we need to buy that? Do we need to buy that? Is that something that we need? And if it's no, it's no. And so all of a sudden we found out all these things we thought we needed, we don't really need. I know. We've stopped. Yeah. We, and I think for the first few weeks we still had like sure. quite a few Amazon delivery and then that's gone to Yeah, well, we, we buy it as we need it. If it's came, we need some air conditioning filters, we need some things, we, we go out and get it. So anyway, so I'm going to just uh, let MP wrap it up here. And uh, thank you for tuning in. And uh, I look forward to seeing and hearing or talking to you guys soon with a lot more of the topics. And MP are going to do this for a while together. Yeah. So thank you, MP. Well, as far as I'm concerned, you know, if I look at this time, starting in, my, my main concern was my professional life. And because it defined me for so many years, and now it, it's kind of like a big slap in the face. You know, it's like, well, it's gone. And I had thought, oh, well, maybe I'll find a part-time job. Maybe I'll do something else. There's nothing right now. Right now, my job is to stay put and at home. And it's just completely redefined uh, who I am. And when I look deeply, you know, the... What concerns me right now are my parents and the, the, the anxiety that I have that something could happen to them and I could not jump in the plane to go see them. I was, I'm very concerned about that. And the other thing is the, the sense of, um, of being remote from my son, whom, you know, uh, we've done this thing now twice in a row when he comes and sits in the garden, but he sits in the garden six to eight feet from me. And I cannot hug him on the way out. And I mean, I, I decide not to. And it's just strange and it feels cold and heartless. And um, so this is a very, um, this is a time of really being confronted with what matters. And then there are all of these other things looming on the outside that we don't really know what they are. You know, we're not getting that much information. It's all very confusing. And so for me, the only thing that calms me down right now is to be in the moment, like now, yeah. and to concentrate on that. Keep an eye on the future a little bit, um, you know, a few feet forward, but, um, you know, much more than that, I think, would make me very anxious. Um, and I'm, like, very happy we're doing this. Yeah. You know, you and I did this in writing when it was the time for blog, like, 10 years ago or yeah. more. 
And this is this is fun. I love doing things with you. Yeah, I love doing things with you. So, uh, and you know, there's so many gifts out there, and we. I'm a big Brene Brown fan, and she talks about you know turn the news off. Only find out you know these are things we've done and take care of ourselves and be okay to be positive and find something in your life that you can love and be grateful for the things. And this is a time that we can do this. And that's what I'm choosing to do. And we're choosing to do this together. And so I feel very honored and privileged that we get a chance to do this. And I hope you enjoy. And the one thing I want to leave you with is you're not alone. You are not alone. There's people like MP and I that have gone through this and we go through this with you. And if you're feeling stressful, if you're feeling joyful, if you're feeling sad, if you're hurting, if times are bad, know that you're not alone and reach out and touch somebody virtually with your voice, with your spirit, and be able to wrap them up and know that we'll all make this okay. We're survivors. So thank you for your time. Thank you, MP. Yeah, and uh, please, so please reach out to us, yeah. you know, uh, through Facebook, through the comment section of this podcast, through Stan's website. He, Stan's the one who is going to respond to you because he's more extroverted than <laughs> I am. But I'll take a, I'll take a look as well. And, uh, and thank you for your friendship. We have so many friends out there. Um, we're just so grateful for the many connections we have. All right, goodbye. Bye. Love you. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today, and I hope it got you thinking. Please visit my website, stanhoperocks.com, and sign up for my newsletter. I would love to hear about your transformation and experiences with life after 60. So please leave me a comment and keep moving forward. Peace. See you next time.